Ready, set, run sheet. Yes, this week on the podcast, I am talking to you about your wedding day run sheet. It's not as big and scary as you think it might be. It's kind of quite simple and I want to break it down for you today in the podcast so that you can feel comfortable and confident with how your day is going to plan out. But be warned, I don't want this to be something that you go minute by minute. I want it to be a little comfort blanket so you know what's happening on the day, but you can change it if you need to or if something, heaven forbid, goes wrong or changes. So also on a side note, go to the show notes right now and you can grab your free Google Doc Ready, Set, Run Sheet. So you can literally use what my plan is and get going. Add what you need, take what you need. It's all there for you. All right, let's get going. Well, hello. I know you're a bride on a mission, getting ready for this transition from miss to bride boss. You don't give a toss. (laughs) Slow down. Off the bouquet. Because you're going to do it your way. You're fierce and you're fab and you're so far from drab. So let's rock and roll. We have ideas to console. I know you're a can-do bride that's looking for her tribe to share and care about all things like what to wear. Now's your time to shine and you're so ready for this divine new chapter of life where you become someone's wife. Enough of the rhyme. We don't have time. Let's get throwing wedding wisdom around like confetti. Well, hello and welcome, beautiful bride boss. It's me your coach and cheerleader, Kristen Werner, where each week on The Secret Brides Club, I throw wedding wisdom around like confetti, knowing you'll catch the perfect little piece as it falls in your lap. So, are you ready for your weekly walk on the bride side? I do, 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 do. I'm not going to sing. Let's do this. Well, hello, hello, gorgeous soul, and welcome to Wedding Wednesday, the day of the week where we stop for... I don't know, let's call it 10 to 20 minutes, have a quick chat about what it is that I have got cooking on the stove. Not at all. Cooking, <laughs> cooking on the stove. Where did that even come from? Uh, what I have cooking for your wedding help tips, tricks and advice. And this week I want to talk to you about the run sheet, the dreaded, well, no, back it up. I don't want to say dreaded run sheet. I want to say uniquely helpful run sheet. And also I want to say, imagine the run sheet as your little precious soft blanket. You know, the one that you had when you were a baby that used to walk around and cuddle and used to take it to bed and snuggle up to it. My daughter has one right now and it's the cutest thing. But that, this is your little cuddly blanket, your safe space, your sheet That just lets you know what is happening, when it's happening, how it's happening. On the day, if shit hits the fan, let it fly free. Like, it's okay. But the run sheet is to help you plan what is happening and when. So the formalities, if you are having a formal wedding, the formalities are in place. And anything that happens around that can either be moved or shaken in certain orders to make sure that you get the most out of your day. And that might mean that, you know, your photographer needs to leave at... 8.50 and you really want that first dance with you and your dad or you and your husband or you know you and the wedding party to be done before the photographer leaves well then you need to plan backwards and this is the point of my podcast today and this is my actionable advice which I hope that each week I'm giving you these tips that you can go away and use straight away that is my greatest hope so with this tip work backwards so work from that final moment 
and usually I say um, final moment being the final formalities, which for most people, bless their souls, and I am one of them, what time does the dancing start? And work back from there. So what time do you want the dance? Like, how long do you want it? Do you want this to be from like nine to midnight, the dance was going off? Or are you more like, oh, we're not really a dancing kind of vibe at our wedding. So, you know, if the dance floor gets started about 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock, that's cool. Then work back from that final formality, which is usually your first dance. Uh, And after that, people just kind of let their hair down. The show goes on and things happen from there. So working from that last thing will roughly guide you what needs to go in place and when. And obviously the other part is as as much as you're working back from the last thing, you also want to think about the ceremony timing in terms of the sunlight. Like when you are out having photos with your wedding party, your husband and all those things, all the people that you love, you want to make sure you've got sunlight. Like you don't want to uh, book the ceremony too late and start your run sheet too late so that all of a sudden you don't have the really golden sunlight for your photos. Now your photographer will tell you the optimum times for that and we'll go into it. I'm going to get you a few photographers and let's interview them and get really the handy tips and tricks about what time to start, best time to take photos and all that. But today, back to the run sheet. So let's work from the last dance and when that might take place. So let's say last dance 9pm. Why am I calling it the last dance? That is terrible. It's the last (laughs) event of the wedding, formal event, but your first dance. So scrapped probably the three or four times I said last, last dance and let's start using your first dance as husband and wife, but the last <laughs> event of the day. Sorry for the confusion. And that's usually, let's call it around the 9pm. So from there you want to work back to, well, what's going to happen before that? It's usually dinner. Now that might be dinner for a full sit down. It might be dinner for more of a cocktail, but you need a point in which your caterers kind of say okay we are serving dinner and your guests know dinner is starting at this time again whether it be a more cocktail style event where there's food trucks and things people guests and also caterers need to know that starting time and you need to know that too people need to be fed and fed at that appropriate kind of time where they've had some time to have some drinks but now they're working through into having their dinner so you could call the dinner around the 7.45 kind of mark then back from there I'd say you'd be looking at cutting your cake. And the reason I say cutting your cake at that point is because then the caterers can cut, serve, get that ready as you are eating your dinners. And you're also not disrupting your guests and going from speeches to dinner to cake to stand up to sit down. You want this to really flow well, clean and beautifully. The next one for me is a big one and this is going to depend on you and your family a hundred percent but for me I am all about get the speeches out the way early. Now I'm not saying that like get them out the way they don't matter because the speeches were my favorite part. I could not wait to hear the amazing words that my my dad and my husband uh my husband I was about to say my husband to be but he was my husband by then and my brother-in-law who was um the best man I was so excited to hear what they had to say about us, about where we'd come and just that, you know, the good loved up vibes that it's, it's a beautiful moment. And even at any wedding I go to, I do love to hear the speeches for that, that moment of that chapter of life that's shutting and a new one is opening and it's so exciting, but it's nice when those things get 
out the way early. Because as a guest, as much as I love speeches, I really, really do, I also want to get in, listen to them, be totally engrossed in them, have a drink, but then know from that moment on, it's kind of party time. (laughs) And so I think it's really important to understand where that moment comes, depending on how your family are. And, you know, for me, bless my dad, bless his cotton socks, doesn't like a speech, hates public speaking. It's public speaking. Um, So I don't know where I got my love for it from, but he, I wanted him to feel comfortable. Also, my husband, not a huge lover of public speaking. So I wanted them both to kind of get that out the way for their sake so that they could get over the nerves, then they could sit down and really, really enjoy every moment from then on. So we decided that we would get introduced as a couple, we would sit down and we would begin the speeches. So it's important to think about where you want to place the speeches in this kind of between first dance and um, getting your guests into the area of either a sit down meal or more of a dinner phase. So say you're thinking of, again, dinner 7.45, cutting the cake around the 7.30 mark, you might want to look at your speeches around the 6.30 mark. So an hour between speeches and cutting the cake and you might say, oh, but I only want like five minutes of speeches. That's okay. But just be aware that these things do take time. They People do struggle around. People like to laugh and there can be moments and people will go on or it will be short, sharp and shiny. And in that time between, you know, then you can move the cake cutting up a bit and make it happen and then between cake and dinner people can just be having a few drinks eating the bread bread on the tables or if it's a cocktail going and getting themselves a drink so there is space certainly to move around this I am just giving you a nice little skeleton run sheet that you can work off from those formalities so if you want your speeches around the 630 mark I would certainly say try and get yourselves introduced to the wedding as the new wonderful Mr. and Mrs. or Mrs. and Mrs. or Mr. and Miss or whoever you are going to be. Get yourself introduced kind of 15 minutes before those speeches start, which means that your wonderful MC, which we're going to go into MCs another day because I had this huge love and passion for choosing somebody that you love to celebrate you. And I know there are amazing DJs that can do it and I applaud them for that. But me personally, I'm going to suggest that you get a loved one that's got confidence and flair that knows you both to really um, guide the vibe for the night. But that's a different podcast. So back to the run sheet. So let's say the MC, you want to get them to start gathering your guests around to either sit down and find their seat or to get a drink and say, hey, look, at at 6.15, the couple will be introduced. Please get a drink and get ready. So it can take people like it is like, rounding up sheep and uh, from a girl that is a dream wannabe farmer I'm now a vineyard farmer but I did enjoy my uncle and auntie's farm in the southeast of South Australia where I loved nothing more than rounding up sheep but look they're chaotic so it's best if you get your MC to (laughs) just gather the crowd early because like those sheep they will run rampant they will go back to the bar they'll keep chatting and so they should it's a celebration let them enjoy it But that's why I say, look, make sure you give a good 15 minutes to gather your crowd and your guests and get them ready. But 
With that, you also need somebody to give you a reminder. So if you have a wedding planner, they will certainly do that for you or a coordinator or even just get your MC to follow you up, find you wherever you're having your photos and just say, it's six o'clock, we're getting ready, you've got 15 minutes so that you too can go to the toilet, top up your makeup, get a new glass of champagne uh, and get ready to be introduced. So then you kind of work back to the next big jump while you're having your photos. The next big jump is the reception. So you're married, it's exciting, it's wonderful. Your guests move into the reception and this is where the canapes start, the um, the drinks start flowing, the merriness begins and in this time you might have an acoustic person coming to play, you might have a DJ starting, you might have a few things going on. So if you start around that time from five to six, you've got a good hour for you guys to go and get your photos Uh, for the guests to have something to eat and something to drink. So you do need to know, your caterers need to know what time that reception would begin. Now you do want to in that time, when your caterers, when you're talking to your caterers or your your, uh, event planner or even the venue, let them know that you'd really like some food and drink while you were getting your photos. Because sometimes I've noticed... um, I've mentioned that to to guests before and I've had bridal parties say to me, oh my gosh, I got married recently and nobody brought us food or drinks. And certainly at our venue um, at Werner Vineyards where we host weddings, we always make sure that the wedding party and the bride and groom have food and drink because um, you're kind of the most important people (laughs) and you want to enjoy the food and drink that you've paid copious amounts for. So in that time, it's important that you guys do get fed and have some drinks and from there, you want to then work back. So you've got that kind of hour where you're having your photos. So then work back to, you know, the court to five, just before everybody moves on to the receptions, you want to try and capture your family and friends before they rush off that you want photos with. So try and get them before they rush off the reception because it's harder, again, to wrangle those sheep. Once they are enjoying and drinking and having fun, it's really hard to get them back. And then let's say our wedding. Your wedding ceremony starts at four. If you've decided that's perfect time for the sun, that's exactly what time we want it. Then you've got between that four and that five to get married, sign the papers, get hugs and kisses and loves, and then get off and get your photos started. Then you work back one more step to what time you need to arrive. If your ceremony's at four o'clock, what time are you going to want to arrive? To give, you, to give yourself enough time again to go to the toilet, to touch up your makeup, to just have five minutes to yourself to take a big deep breath before it all happens. Then the next step, take one more step back and think what time do you need to leave your accommodation or your house to get to your ceremony by 3.30. So it's a big list from working back, but I'm going to go through it one more time. We've worked back, now we're going to go forward. What time you need to leave your accommodation to arrive at the ceremony. You want to arrive half an hour before the ceremony starts. Then you have your wedding ceremony, that golden moment that everything you've been waiting for happens. Then you have your wedding ceremony, that gorgeous moment where everything you have waited for for so long is finally happening. Then you want to think about those family photos that are very, very important after you've hugged, kissed, signed the paperwork and are in jubilous celebration. Jubilous? Yeah, let's use it. Celebration. The next part is between that kind of end of the rush hour of being married and celebrating, getting those photos of your family and your friends before they rush off. And then it's your photos with you and your wedding party. So that's kind of, you know, after that 
really big celebration. And that's also when your guests then head to the ceremony to get their drinks and canapes and start the party, basically. From there, your MC needs to start to gather you, gather you together so that everybody can be introduced. The crowd, the crowd, I keep calling them the crowd too, your guests (laughs) can start to... um, Get ready to introduce you as a couple. So fill up their drinks, find their tables, sit down and and get ready basically. Then there's being introduced as a new couple where you have your music, your dance, however you see it unfold. That moment is priceless in the grand scheme of it. It's a really wonderful, wonderful moment. Then speeches, like I said, if you're like me, I'm going to suggest get them out the way early. Let everybody then let their hair down. The next thing you'll be thinking about is cutting the cake when that happens, then serving everyone dinner, and then from there, when is your first dance? And that is your wedding day run sheet, all wrapped up in a beautiful bow for you to unfold and unopen and unopen and open. So with that, I'm going to leave you with this bite-sized little run sheet rundown. I have been kind enough to create you a little downloadable, little skeleton run sheet that's got all these points in them and a couple of suggestions about what you could put here and what you could move there. It's in a Google Doc. It's easy to use. You can get using it straight away. And please, please remember, my gorgeous soul, this is your little cozy comfort blanket. This is something to make you feel good about how your day is going to unfold but you do not need to work to every minute and moment. Once you're married, things will start flowing. As long as you get the photos that you wanted of all your family and friends and moments, as long as you get all of those things that are really, really important to you ticked off, the rest kind of falls by the wayside. Well, that is all from me for today. So I hope you have this actionable, quick tips that you can use to start creating your wedding run sheet for the day. And remember, it's a comfort blanket. So put it all out there. Make sure people have a copy. So your MC has a copy. Your photographer has a copy. Your best man has a copy. And your maid of honor has a copy. And your mum has a copy. Make sure people have a copy so that you are not the only person with this run list in your head. Because it'll just alleviate stress if other people have it and can use it and know what is happening when, then you don't have to worry about it. So my gorgeous soul, go ahead and happy planning. And I look forward to speaking to you next Wednesday. Bye.